Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Evan Hackle. He's the author of Engaging Leadership, a new approach to leading that builds excellence and organizational success. Evan, thanks for being here. It's terrific to be here. Thank you. Well, first off, speaking of terrific, the book is terrific. And I want to dive right in because immediately the first thing that grabs you is the title. It's Engaging Leadership with an I, not an E, like we're traditionally used to seeing. So what is the difference? What do you mean by engaging as opposed to engaging? Well, I like to say that the I is for involvement. And when you look at the word engaged, you can be engaged in a lot of ways, but not be involved. Every Sunday I watch football, I'm engaged, I'm watching. A lot of people at work can be engaged and know what they're doing, but they're not being involved. And this book is really about how do you involve people, inspire people, get the best out of the organization. So that eye for involvement is really important. And it makes it very distinct from just the word engage. Gotcha. So that said, is this book for everyone at a business, just the leaders, just the CEOs? Is everybody supposed to engage? Is it just the top? I mean, who is the target? I think this book is for anyone who's in management or desires to be in management because it's really a guide about being a great leader. And whether you're a senior manager or you're a low-level manager, it will give you tips on how to make your part of that organization better. And if you're someone that wants to be in management, I believe personally that natural leadership is really important. So if you're not a manager, if you read this book, it's going to help you become better and have more of a natural leadership role, which hopefully will help you get promoted. Gotcha. So let's get into it. If I'm a, um, a leader looking for leadership, tell us how do you engage? I mean, give us some of the steps, what's involved in, in the involvement, so to speak. Well, when you look at the traditional paradigm, generally speaking, most of the strategic planning and tactical planning in an organization takes place by senior management. And so senior management goes and, and they do a retreat, they come back with a strategic plan or tactical plan. Right. This book is really about how do you involve the whole organization? How do you listen to everybody? Uh, not just other managers, but literally all the people in the trenches. If you have retail locations, the people that work in those retail locations, talking to the consumer, hearing from the consumer, trying to get everyone involved. And we talk about all kinds of different things which I'm not going to get to here, but it's that listening and allowing other people to contribute ideas that create better ideas, that create better strategic plans, better tactical plans. And what's really powerful is because people were involved in these discussions, that when the plan comes out, they don't fight them, they embrace them. And normally what happens in an organization is management comes out and says, okay, this is the new shiny object. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it, the new right. shiny object. And the people that aren't involved, their first gut reaction is, why is this wrong? Why is this bad? Right. But when you were part of that discussion and you had an opportunity, whether it was a roundtable conversation that took place with your manager on key things or a survey or a combination of things, you're going to embrace it because you were part of it and you can see yourself as part of it. And it changes the dynamic of the organization and it changes the ability for that organization to grow at a much more rapid 
pace. Sure, because if I'm an employee, there are no surprises. It's not like you know you, you get the platform and say, what is this? Where did this come from? I had an idea or I had something to say here. But if they're involved from the beginning, by the time, you know, at the end game, it's saying, hey, this makes sense and I feel good about this. Do you think that's the problem in, in most businesses today, big and small? They're engaging, you know, they're, they're engaging with their employees, telling them, you know, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but they're not involving them. Is that, is that a major flaw it's, in most companies? It's a huge flaw. And it's a huge flaw because most people in most companies don't understand the goals of the company, don't understand the vision of the company, they don't understand their role, they don't understand why they're, what they do is important, so they just do. Right. And when you can change that dynamic, you change how your customers feel about the company, people are coming up with better ideas to make the company better. It's amazing to watch the transformation when people feel like they're listened to and that they understand what the company is doing. C-Suite Radio. Can you give us some real-life examples of companies that are employing engagement effectively or companies where you've seen a transformation go from engagement to engagement? Sure, I, I can give you a really good example. I have a client, haagen so I do a lot of consulting, uh, particularly in the franchise space, and they wanted to bring out a whole new display system, and they have an annual convention, but their attendance at these conventions is very short, very small. I mean, they have about 20% of the people that go. So I talked to manager. I said, why? Why do you want to, you know, why do you want people there? Why does it matter? And they said, well, look, we want to bring out a whole new design. We want to redesign the shops. And in their franchise agreements, they weren't required at that point to do a redesign. So then I went to the franchisees and I said, why don't you want to go? And they go, well, you know, we can really get all the information we want from our franchise consultant. And all we're doing is listening at the event right. so we don't see value. So I went back to haagen and I said to haagen what if you change this? What if you went to your design company and came back with three or four prototypes? Ask the opinion of the franchisees, and they literally came out and gave people like critique sheets to fill out. Then we went back to the franchisees and said, we want you to come because we want your opinion. Sure. And you're going to have an opportunity to have an impact on the shop of the future. Great. We went from 20% attendance the time they did it before to 85% attendance, and in addition to that, there were more people who wanted to come, they just had no hotel space. Those are the problems you want to be dealing yeah, with, right? Exactly. And then we reformatted the whole meeting. So instead of it being 95% talk and 5% listen and interaction to 50-50. Amazing. So, so there's just full participation from the franchisees. They felt involved, engaged, okay. and they were, they were part of the, the process and, and the end result. It's always great to get outside opinion, but that's the whole point. That's what about engagement is. Right because it's also great to get inside opinion. It's also great to get the opinions of your staff, your employees, your customers, everybody right. in making these decisions. And I'm sure Haagen-Dazs also did focus groups with their customers around these designs and they build prototypes to make sure that they're right and they're working. They're getting lots of input. A lot of times companies forget their own staff, their own people, or in this case, their franchisees or people in the stores or in, in, in other places because they take them for granted. Mm -hmm. And when you don't take them for granted, then you just change the whole Dynamic. Right, and like the whole the whole end product had changed just simply by involving the franchisees at this conference. You spent a lot of time in the book talking about engaging in personal communication and you know specific kinds of communication. There are three three distinct kinds that I wanted us to briefly touch upon. Evasive, conclusive, and openness and honesty. So what, what do you mean by this, and why is it so important that, that we all master these three when engaging? Well, what I try to talk about with the three is to recognize that you people are in different stages at different times. Right. So evasive is not a good stage to be in. This is where you're lying, or it's a white lie, or you're misleading in some way. Lots of people do it, we need to recognize that, but at the same token, if you're a leader and you do that and you get caught doing that, it erodes your leadership. When you're a conclusive, 
you're helping direct something that's timely, it's important, it's not something that needs discussion because it's part of a plan. And if you had every conversation and open and honest, nothing would ever get done. Right. So there are many times that you need to be inconclusive. But I really want to talk about is the open and honest because the open and honest to me is the game changer. And I just, for myself personally, I went to a three-year period of my life with the Center for Authentic Leadership to make myself a better person. And what I did is I interviewed all the people I know and I asked about myself and I said, you know, do I listen well? And I got great scores. Oh, you haven't you listen really well. You ask up that questions, you're, you're really terrific. So when we got to this part of the personal development and they were talking about open and honest, I think, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm there, right. <laughs> I'm there. Until I started really digging deep and realized I was not even remotely open and honest. What I really was, was manipulative. Wow, that's a so, big swing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, no, big swing, big swing. So what I would do when I asked these open-ended questions and things, all I was looking for was ammunition for why I was right and they were wrong. So I would be in this pretense of acting like I cared what you had to say, and what I would say to you is, you know, I listened to you, I understand that you made really good points, but I want to point out this, 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 the and this. The but, right, that right. was great but, right? That great but. Life-changing is when your first thought isn't why someone is wrong, your first thought is, what is the kernel of truth? Why are they right? And if they are right, how could I take their right and make my idea better or move to their idea? So incorporate that, their idea, not dismiss it. That's right. right. So my first instinct, this is not easy to do. My first instinct when I listen to someone else is to think they're right and what am I missing from they're wrong and how do I prove them wrong? That's a big change, yeah. A huge change. And it's a huge change not just in business but in my entire personal life. My relationship with my wife got much deeper. My personal friends got much deeper. Uh, I'm able to engage in conversations with people at a much different level than I ever had before because there's a trust that I'm actually caring about them because I actually do. Right, because we talked about this earlier before we started taping. You said something you really want to get across is the fact that this will help you engage leadership in terms of your business, but it really translates to your personal life, which is what you're saying. You know, that There's really a lot to be gained, not just in the office, but out of the office as well. I think this book is one of the best personal help books out there, mm -hmm. but it's not a personal help book. It's a book about management. Right. But there are a lot of things in here that will apply to how you work with your children, how you work with your wife, your life, and all of those things. Because the whole point of engaged leadership is a sense of humility that you are not the one that knows it all. And when you have that sense of humility, people sense it, they feel it, and they're willing to share and willing to help. There are lots of different ways of being great leaders, and I'm not... I'm implying that I believe this idea is a good one and I believe that a lot of people benefit, but there are different leaders in different times, etc. But, you know, I know leaders that say, if I ask for help, it's a sign of weakness. If I ask for an opinion, it's a sign of weakness. Right. People want to look up at me and say that they know that I know, know better, all, right? I know better, and etc. Um, I believe the absolute opposite. I believe that when you have a sense of humility, and you say, I value you, and I appreciate you, and I want to hear what you have to say, because you can help the organization make better decisions, sure. you change how people 
interact. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's making the company a community, not just the, the top leaders at, at the head of the company looking down. It's everybody's involved. Everyone's engaged yeah. and everyone's a part of the process, which is a big, uh, big change from you know what a lot of people think leadership is. You told me earlier you, you do a lot of public speaking on the topic, yeah? I do. I speak about engaged leadership, but I also speak on a topic called Better Together, which is about teamwork. And I also speak about attitude is a multiplier, and that I have a really big belief that attitude is one of the most important things for success. I do in incredible demonstration of the power of positive attitude. So I speak to large groups, I speak to small groups all the time. Uh, it's one of my greatest pleasures. Now, Evan, we're out of time, I can't believe it, but there's something uh, that you wanted to end on, uh, some, a personal anecdote that you wanted to share with us. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in being positive. I think it's a key to great leaders. It's a great attribute to look for. People tend to either be negative or they tend to be positive. They tend to look through a filter. My wife started doing something with our kids that I would recommend to everyone. Every night at dinner, she would ask each kid, what were the three good things that happened to you? And every night, the kids would have to think through their day about what were those good things that happened to them. And what it did is created a filter where they were spending their time not looking at what were the bad things that happened today, but what were the good things that happened today. Most people, when you ask them how it was today, they tend to go directly to the negative. And by doing this, we got our kids to start thinking positively because they were always looking for the three good things that happened today. So what I wanted to share with the audience, whether you read the book or not, is just try every day to think of three good things. If you have kids, please at the dinner table ask them, what are your three good things? Because it, it, it will change your life. It will, it will put you in such a positive mode. Your kids will become more positive. And believe me, there's nothing more in life that is good than to feel positive and happy. For sure, it's rewarding. Well, it's terrific insight and uh, a great tip there that's not in the book, so I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned that. But uh, like I said, there was so much to get to, but what I love this this idea that we're talking about engaging leadership in the office, but outside the office as well. There's so much to get to and it really can apply to all facets of your life. So Evan, thanks so much for being here. We've really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure and uh, appreciate it. And uh, thank everyone for paying attention. Cool. Uh, all right, well, if you'd like to buy the book, all you have to do is go to our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com. <laughs>